episode of Heart of the Matter. How are you guys doing? What is going on? What's good? What's cracking? What's popping? I'm uh, pretty ecstatic. This is nearing the end of the week and always enjoy a lovely Saturday morning where I can sleep in and rest up. I hope you guys are having a great week as well. I hope it's treating you kindly and that um, no drama, no no issues because ain't nobody got time for that. Um, I'm excited and I'm glad that I'm able to join you again this week. Um, this week, I, I thought I'd do it a little bit differently if that's okay with you. Um, a lot of you may know that faith is a very important component of my life. And um, today I want to give it a faith twist, if that's okay. In terms of the topic that I want to share about is something that came to me um, from reading scripture. And I thought it was valuable and I wanted to share it with you guys. So if you don't consider yourself a person of faith, that's okay. But I'd love it if you could stick around and just give it a shot. You may get something out of it. Something may appeal to you or may resonate with where you're at. So, hey, just stick around and um, give it a listen. So in order for me to even get into it, I do want to read to you the scripture that I'm referring to that brought this to the forefront for me. And it's actually out of the book of Matthew. It's a story that from forever as a kid growing up, I remember hearing of the ta- the parable of the talents. This may be familiar to you, the story, so bear with me as I read it, just for those who um, may not know it, and just to also put us into the context. So I'm going to go ahead and read it for you. It's, it starts on verse 14, and it says, Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to one other one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five more bags. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid, and I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here it is, what belongs to you. 
His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. Did you guys expect that? So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed? Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For who, for whoever he will be given, for whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have, will be taken from them. That's the story I wanted to share today of the parable of the talents. Um, I'm going to preface this by maybe a little anecdote. As I, you know, want to just set the stage for you, I want to invite you to my years in elementary school or grade school, whatever you call it, where I was in what we called physical education back in those days. I don't know what's happening nowadays. I feel like my kids barely have any phys ed the way I did. But I remember those days where I had to pack some change of clothes and take it to school because we were going to have physical education. During physical education, we'd have moments where we would engage in team sports. The thing with team sports is that you need to get on a team. What often happened would be that the coach or educator would select two individuals in the class who would then take turns selecting who they wanted on their team. If I told you that that wasn't necessarily one of my favorite times, because I'm not, or, you know, experiences, because I'm not necessarily the most physically active person. So while I'm not the worst, I'm definitely not that all-star athlete that you would call on first if you were in charge of gathering the best of your classmates to win at whatever team sports we were about to do. And I mean, dodgeball can be fierce. If you've ever been on, on in the gym playing dodgeball, dodgeball, it's serious. No jokes. We want winners on our team. So you can imagine that I'd be standing there having these eyes that would be pleading subtly, of course, because you don't want to look, seem desperate, but pleading to that person to just select me. The idea of being selected last is never anything we want to experience. I never want to be the last person. You know, it's the idea that, well, that's all that's left. So I'm picking you, right? So this need to be selected, if not at the beginning, at least in the middle, at least in the middle. Let me be in the, you know, the average group of people that get selected. You're wondering, Drell, what does the story of the parable of the talents have to do with you and your physical education experience. When I think of the parable, the talents, often the message that is relayed is the idea of working your gifts and your talents. There, it, it's very much a huge, huge message or component of this message. But the one thing that marked me recently as I reread this story that I've known for years was the notion that that servant, while he was afraid of what his master would do to him should he not be productive with the one bag of gold he had given him, that servant was selected. That servant was chosen. If this master 
had this much money i'm talking five bags of gold two bags of gold we're talking about eight bags of gold that he divvied up to three of his servants to work and manage while he was gone is it safe to assume that he had many more servants but picked his top three that servant was chosen his master believed that he could do it and selected him for this task of managing his affairs while he was gone. So this is where this whole idea of my experience of needing to be picked. And I think a lot of times the idea of being selected or chosen is deeply connected to the idea of being seen. And in this story, despite the fact that this servant was unsuccessful in managing what was given to him, I think it's important for us to realize and to understand that while he failed at the task, he was selected because his master must have seen something that was valuable in him and capable of accomplishing what he was mandating him. And here goes all these ideas and concepts that came through my mind that challenged me to reconsider some of my thinking process when it comes to certain things, certain situations I find myself in or opportunities that come knocking at my door had just me had me reflecting on it. And I, I kind of want to share a few points that came up as I was thinking of this. The first point I want to make is that your gift will work for you, even with the bare minimum investment on your part. The servant did not do anything with the money. He, he dug it in a hole and gave them back exactly what he had received, right? He gave the master back exactly what he had. The master responded to him, had you taken that bag and dropped it off at the bank instead of digging a hole? He didn't say all that, but instead of digging a hole and brought it to the bank, I would have at least earned some interest on my money. What does that tell me? It tells me that the servant didn't even need to actively do anything to multiply that, 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 that gift, that, that money he had. All he had to do was position it in the place where it could produce, take his hands off of it, and he would have still generated an increase off of it. So, let me tie that into your gift. If you function within your lane, within the area of your gifting, you not even activating and intentionally working on it will still produce fruit for you. But if you're not in your lane and you're functioning in something that has nothing to do with your gifting, how much can you multiply that? So not that you can't learn a skill, you can't develop it. I'm certain you can. But there's this thing that happens when we work from what we have because it's so natural. We're not even probably thinking of what we're doing. We're just functioning instinctively and functioning at raw capacity. Raw means that I haven't intentionally developed a skill I have, but it still performs for me and it still provides for me. So if you could use your gift within your lane 
you don't got to work on it. It's still multiplying. It may not double like the guy with the 10 bags of gold, but it will still yield you something more than what you put in. So I want you to consider your gift. And in light of that, I want you to be able, second point is, I want you to be able to respect your gift and the tools you have. See, the issue with it is, you know, I don't know. I mean, back in the day, a bag of gold, that's pretty serious. I don't know that I would ever think to dig it into the, in the ground. I mean, people do under the mattress nowadays, which isn't un, uncommon, but the idea of putting it in the ground almost speaks of a lack of value for what you have. So, you know, similar to that whole concept of, you know, if you have a light, a bushel of light, do you put it under a table or do you put it for it to shine? How is it that we can have a talent we neglected and we just keep scurrying and searching for something else, searching for something more because we're too busy or or occupied looking at others and thinking it would be better if we had this when we have exactly what we need and exactly what we were created for. So if I can't appreciate or respect my gift, of course, I'm going to go dig it in the ground, dig it and dump it in the ground and wait for the right moment to return it to who it belongs if I have some appreciation and recognition I say recognition because a lot of times we struggle with even seeing our gifts because we take them for granted right but if I have appreciation and recognition of my gifts is it possible that I'll take more care and position it in a place that will allow me to shine The therapist in me wants to say, if you have concerns of shining within your gifting, we have other things we need to talk about. Maybe that'll be another episode, but this whole idea of your value, the intrinsic value of what you bring to any room, any table, any conversation or circumstance you find yourself in, we all contribute. Sometimes we struggle recognizing that. And because we can't value it or recognize it for ourselves, it's hard to show value. So that was point two. Point two was respect the gift or tools that you have. The third thing I want to say is believe that the work you put into yourself, into your skills, into your talents has brought you to this opportunity. Sometimes There's this challenge of thinking, oh, we just happen to be at the right place at the right time. There is an element of that 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 plays part to windows of opportunities. But there is also something to be said of the person who has invested time in their skills and just stayed ready. You know that expression? You don't, when opportunity comes knocking, stay ready so that when opportunity comes knocking, you're, you're prepared, right? That ain't even the saying, but that's the gist of it, right? You can't get ready when opportunity's there. You gotta be ready. So those, those of us who are investing in ourselves, and investment doesn't necessarily mean money. Sometimes it's the time and it's the attention and it's, it's the increasing and, and layering the, the, the knowledge we have in a certain area so that it can propel us and position us to be more efficient at what we do, right? So if you've invested, so I'm speaking to those who know they've invested. And by invested, I mean, 
you like to braid your your niece's hair right or your girlfriend's hair you're always doing her you doing good her right or or you crochet or you sew or you sing or you dance whatever it is that you know you've put in some time and effort in there so when that door that opportunity does present itself that master does call you and says here I want you to manage this I want you to to choreograph a, a dance for me I want you to sing the opening and you know the anthem at a game or something you pos- you positioned yourself so don't minimize the work and time that you've put into what your gifts are as you stand at the door of opportunity So consider that because here we have a servant who may not have even realized in the moment, in the in the fear, the panic filled moment he had when the master said, here's a bag of gold, make it rain. Right. He told him, make it rain. And this guy was like, me, what what do you mean? I can't do that. And yet the master picked him of multitude of servants that he likely had to manage a bag of gold. Listen, guys, he didn't ask the guy to water his plants, right? He didn't ask him to pick up his mail. He asked him to manage thousands and thousands of dollars. I promise you there was some thought and intention that was placed there when he considered who he was going to select to do the work. So if he thought he could do it, If he observed how this guy managed his crew, how he handled his administrative work or how he managed his money, do you think he didn't consider that? So here this servant was at this opportunity that his his diligent work had brought him to. But the voices, the fear, the low self-esteem had him believing that he just couldn't do it. Don't minimize the time the effort, the, the focus that you've contributed to what you are gifted at. Because those, that was you preparing for that opportunity. So when it does come, come at you, don't get it twisted. You've been observed. We never pay attention. We never, we never notice a lot of times when we are being observed. But we do get observed. And our practices, our habits, our delivery is noticed. So trust that if you are diligent, a door will open. Just be ready for it. The fourth point I want to make and final is if you choose or if you fail at something, fail because you tried. Fail because you made an effort, weren't prepared, did the best, gave the best you had, and fail. But don't fail because you never showed up. Don't fail because your fear won out and told you to back out of something that you are well capable of attempting in, at the least. Failure is a huge part of the journey to success. You know, a lot of great individuals who first or who we now see as huge successes have often a path riddled with failures. And oftentimes the difference for these individuals is that they are able to get back up and try again. So here's a thought. 
here's a thought. I want you to imagine. Now, I'm not changing no parables. I wasn't asked to change any scripture, any scripture by all means. But I want to invite you to consider if this servant was selected, if he was observed by his master and seen as capable and skilled enough to be able to manage his finances the way he expected him to. If this servant had gone out and attempted like his peers to make it rain, make that money multiply and failed and lost the money or it was half a bag of gold when he did, he came back. Do you think his master would be as irate with him as he was in this situation where he did not do anything? Now, I don't know. I don't know. And maybe it's the maternal and nurturing part of me that wants to believe that. I doubt it. I highly doubt that because because here's what he called him. He said to him, you lazy. He didn't say, you know, you failure. He said, you wicked and lazy servant. So the idea that his lack of effort to work something out is really where he fell short, short as opposed to not doing anything or not successfully multiplying his, his money. So consider, consider that failure is actually meant to sharpen you and help you gain more knowledge and wisdom along the way, as opposed to something that is meant to stop you in your tracks and prevent you from progressing and moving forward. Bottom line, I think for me, the biggest, biggest thing that stuck out to me was that he was selected, was that he was chosen. Amongst his peers, he had demonstrated and displayed the capabilities and the skill set to do something. But what breaks my heart in this situation is that while the master saw that in him, he did not see that in himself. He could not see himself as the person who would be wanted or selected to play on that team. He, he couldn't see himself as one of the first guys, you know, the, you know, the, the main players on the team, but the master did. And so this is where, from a faith perspective, I want to let you know that that gift you're holding, that talent that you have, that passion that you have, you were selected for it before you even were a thought. Before, before your mother knew you'd be around, you were selected and created with that gift in mind. You know, the hardest thing for me sometimes, especially, you know, when I'm excited about it is to give someone a gift and to see that that person is underwhelmed. You know, a lot of times you give the gifts you want to receive and I get all bubbly and excited when that person doesn't express the same level of excitement at the gift that I may have sweat and labored to get, it breaks my heart. How hard? It's not hard. I mean, he's great. But how much do we break God's heart when we don't show appreciation for the gift he's given in us? 
There are so many layers to it, and we can maybe delve into this, or likely, I think we should, delve into the whole idea of self-esteem and how it is so opposite to the faith that I profess, or just the understanding of who we are and the gifts we have. It's, it, it goes completely opposite to the concept of why we were created and why we are here now. I don't think anybody is happenstance. I think we are here. We are all where we are meant to be at the time we are meant to be. And we each have a purpose. So that gifting that we may kind of minimize because they don't look like, you know, the guy next door or the guy on the stage or the guy on the court, whatever. That gift is just as valuable. You may not see it. Sometimes we may not see the value of our gifts in our lifetime. It may be for generations to come. It may be for your lineage down the line. But it's meant to shift and create an impact some way, somehow. I don't want you to be that servant who couldn't see what his master saw in him. I don't want you to be the servant that hides his gift. I want you to be that servant that goes out there and just pushes and challenges himself to to expand and develop skills he may have, things he may not even know he has or she has. I want you to be that servant who will say, if you see it in me, I must have something. I'm going to run on it. I may not be able to see it fully, but I'm going to move on the confidence that you are showing me by giving me this talent. So that was my faith walk. I hope it's invited you to consider that story maybe a little differently. I hope that it'll push you to reflect maybe on areas that you've undermined yourself and that you may need to reconsider and accept the challenge of moving forward. I'm confident that the work and time that you have put in yourself and your skill set, if you continue to be open-minded and coachable, is truly just an opportunity to elevate and to step on that next level where you can continue to grow and develop yourself. So that's all I got for you this week, guys. Um, please tune in again. Share with anybody you think would appreciate this message please do subscribe stay connected 